Welcome to another episode of the Fuel Your Fandom podcast. My name is Saint. Thanks for coming back and joining us here again today. A little bit of house maintenance before we get going with our conversation today. I just want to thank everybody who's been listening. Uh, we are available on Anchor FM, uh, anchor.fm slash fuel your fandom. Uh, we are also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcasts, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. So we are getting out there. Uh, we are kind of getting spread out there, which is really, really nice. It's kind of something cool that Anchor does, which is why I don't mind uh, them being one of our sponsors. So uh, thank you to Anchor for getting us broadcast out there now. And uh, so today uh, I am joined by a group of friends. We are going to have a conversation regarding uh, cinematic universes, uh, where they rise, where they fall, and what one can teach the other. Uh, with me, we'll start on my left here. We got Thomas. Hi, I'm Thomas. Nice and to meet we you guys. got Patrick. Hello, I'm Patrick. Uh, Maria. Hi. And Frankie. Yo. So, kind of like what I like to do, like at the beginning of all of my podcasts, I like to uh, go around and ask people just something that they're nerdy about, something that they're a fan of. So, Thomas, I know we've done you a couple times, but. Yeah, uh, well, as of last night, I am up to date on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Thankfully, um, I've seen uh, every James Bond movie, which was one of the first things that I thought when I jumped to cinematic universes, because it's just the same character in different little snippets throughout the years. And uh, anime, I think, has a lot of cinematic universes that like don't have to do with the show. Like they just have OVAs, and I think that's kind of something I want to talk about in a bit. So. All right, how about you, Patrick? What are you nerdy about? Mine's just, I guess, kind of movies in general, and that falls within the realm of cinematic universes as well as not within that realm. Pretty big on, like, the Marvels and the Harry Potter. I saw every Harry Potter at its opening release, and mm-hmm. so that's that's just a big part of my life is movies, and those cinematic universes that the studios create falls under that umbrella. Perfect. Maria, how about you? So I like cosplay. I like video games. I like animation shorts, such as Ruby... Um, some shows here and there. I really like Doctor Who. Okay. So. Well, Doctor Who's a cinematic universe of, our, of its own, so. That I know nothing about. That I, so I know nothing about. I'm looking forward to getting into it. How about you, Frank? Um, <clears throat> same, pretty much the same stuff everybody else has mentioned. Um, caught up on Marvel Universe, big into Doctor Who. Um, I do watch, um, some of the... Some of the DC stuff that's out. Haven't really watched all the movies, but the TV shows, they seem to be uh, doing a pretty good job so far. Right, and then that's that's a good place to start, I suppose, is, is as far as uh, cinematic universes. A lot of credit is given to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, Marvel is, of course, over the course of the last, what is it, 11 years, yeah. they've built up a 23-movie kind of shared experience that a lot of people are envious of that a lot of people have tried to emulate and a lot of people have failed to emulate so do it too DC. quickly well DC. They, DC DC tried to rush you didn't straight even try to into, fake that no they did DC. They, yeah they tried to They're rush straight rushing. into the Justice League rather than introducing the characters like yeah. they did with Marvel and, and then, and then assemble the team. Exactly. And I think that's exactly where they started on on big screen. They Marvel started the Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, Avengers, and then 
boom, boom, boom. <sighs> yeah, you know, yeah. they start small, 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 big, small, 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 big. They keep changing the scale, but they keep introducing people sequentially. Yeah. Almost like mm-hmm. formulaic. I yeah, don't want to say exactly. it's formulaic, but yeah, it's exactly it's that. Pretty much. Yeah. And then DC, like you say, DC jumped out the gate going, oh, we're going to put the Justice League out there too. Boom, Justice League. Yeah. And then we're going to try and build off of that. It's like, oh, we're still going to do a Flash movie. Uh, yeah, what, uh, 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 Batman? Yeah, we got a Batman movie. We'll put Batman in our Superman movie. Mm. And, and it just... <laughs> <laughs> me and Thomas, Awful. me and Thomas got to a point where we were talking about uh, what was it, Grimdark Tryhard? Yeah. With with the DC movies, that a lot of the problem with the DC movies is uh, the DC movies. Batman in the DC movies is supposed to be grim. It's supposed to be dark. Batman's a dark tale. It's a dark yeah. city. It's a dark world. But Superman was not supposed to be that. In the comic book, Superman has always been the counterpoint to Batman's darkness. Exactly. Superman is justice and truth and light and bright. Wonder Woman, truth and justice and light and bright. Aquaman, even. Justice, bright, light, out in the open. Shazam. All the movies that I think DC has had success with is where they try to leave that grimdark a little bit behind. They started with, uh, with Wonder Woman. Now, Wonder Woman took place in World War Two. So it's a bit, so was it? Oh, I'm sorry, World War One. And, and it phenomenal was movie, by the way. Phenomenal movie. movie. <clears throat> but but the reason it was phenomenal was because yes, it's a dark subject matter, but there's bright, there's light, there's hope, there's uh, little bits of comedy interspersed in there. They had good character development too. Excellent character development, which is something that Marvel has on DC almost every single time. It makes time. you feel yes. so empowered walking out of that theater. Being a female, I was like, yeah. Fucking, I felt empowered for females. I, I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's time to get yours, girl. But, uh, and then we had the same kind of feeling with Aquaman. And I oh, think yeah. the, the reason so Aquaman good. succeeded, oh, Jason Momoa. Other than Jesus his body. Christ. You can't set that aside. I mean, he's a beautiful man. It's going to end up being a recurring theme on these podcasts is, is my man crush on Ryan Reynolds and Jason Momoa. But, uh, but again, it was lighthearted fun. Uh, there were jokes. They allowed his character development arc to shine through. Mm-hmm. And that pushed the movie on. Same thing with Shazam. Yeah, when Shazam, Shazam came really out, Shazam, like Shazam had the opportunity to go really dark again. But it didn't. It allowed the hopeful, youthful nature of the Billy Batson character and his uh, uh, adopted family. Yeah. To really shine through that darkness brought on by Mark Strong, and Mark Strong did such a fantastic job. And I love Mark Strong. Yeah, I like him in pretty much everything. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> these are the movies, these are the roles where DC is starting to take note, I think, and starting to try and step back and go, okay, we put too much focus on trying to cram everything into a Justice League movie. Now we're going to step back and do the character development we should have done from the get-go. Exactly. Yep. They're like restarting, 
Rewind. Well, I mean, it's kind of a, what are they calling it? It's already out there. (laughs) It's a soft reboot, I think is what they're calling it. Uh, Is that what they're calling it? So are they still still sticking with that cinematic universe? Because honestly, I don't know, because Joker is like its own movie that's supposed to not exist in there. You've got the new Matt Reeves Batman movie that's coming out. that's right, The Batman. They're trying to see how that's going to fit in with the Joker and if it's going to fit in. They're milking Batman too much. I think that's a lot of their problem, too, is they're writing off the success of the Dark Knight trilogy and then so which they had nothing to do with yeah and they're trying to shove joker down our throat they're trying to shove batman down our throat but they're disrespecting comic fans it's right there in the title it's superman versus batman not batman versus superman and when you go into that movie and the only character trait that batman has is that he's batman and the only character trait that superman has is that he's superman it's just not going to work well see and more to the point and that's again where i think the dc and movies superman fell would down kick batman's ass Anyways, go ahead. No, you're wrong. But, <laughs> uh, I'm right, but go ahead. Uh, that's where uh, I guess we we were talking a bit about that as well. Is uh, they tried to shoehorn too much into too little. Uh, they took the Man of Steel. They took Man of Steel in a very dark road, which yeah. was not apropos for the character. Uh, what we had a much more faithful re- reintroduction of the character. With Brandon Routh's Batman oh, in geez. Batman, or, or sorry, Superman. with Brandon Routh's Superman in, in Superman Returns. And a lot of people crapped on that movie. But those people need to go back and rewatch that when comparing to Man of Steel or Batman v Superman because that movie stands up. It was so reverent and so in beat with the Christopher Reeves Bat- or Superman from back in the day that it just. It felt like a single thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had a different actor, of course, because Christopher Reeves, you know, rest in yeah, peace. Yeah. But um, they did a really good job of updating the movie with current modern actors, but staying reverent to the source material. And I think that's something that the Batman movies have struggled a long time to kind of do. And I'm not here just to shit on DC. This is an... No, no, no <laughs> The entire conversation no, no. is... We'll no, shit no. on other ones, too. We'll shit on everyone else. We'll it's shit fine. On <laughs> this is the most obvious We're coming from Star Wars. This is the predominant <laughs> one. <laughs> 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 we're coming for you, Star Wars. We're coming for you, Lucas. That bitch, Captain Kennedy. But anyways, go ahead. Oh, jeez. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> uh, now, here's the thing, though. Um, where DC has fallen down in the movies by and large really massively and they're trying to backpedal and catch up now flip around to the television side of things they have dominated superhero television for the last what is it eight years yeah because of arrow it all started with arrow arrow started it off with what they call the berlanti Arrowverse. i couldn't get into arrow though Dude, I, I gotta admit something I don't watch are... any of those TV shows oh, I watch them all you watch Flash I watch Flash now I've never I... seen a single one of the, the TV shows from DC or Marvel never gave I watch I like their, I watch the like their it's animations too, it's too much I mean I get into some shows but it's too much time and there's a lot to it we fell behind and so, so you, know, you don't, you don't have time on. you have like an hour and a half two hours to, to give a movie you can't just give that once a week to a you're TV right, show you're right you're right two I episodes get, a week I get told that all the time I get told that all the time so since like a real negative twin trend towards the uh, the TV shows, Thomas, you got nothing to say? Well, they're they're really CW'd shows. Oh, they're, for sure. Oh, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're definitely a product of their environment. They're all teen dramas yeah. with very low it. budgets, and it shows very much. But they get better. Like no, I I'm think not, I'm, not, I'm not saying like the writing's bad, but I'm just saying they they don't as. 
like you think superheroes, you're like, okay, well, it's going to have a lot of budget. And it's just like, nah, it's going to have laser beams that are... The budget has picked up. Photo, photoshopped in. Things pretty, with, the, like, the Flash. Cheap. The Flash's budget has skyrocketed. I mean, they fucking did King Shark for a couple Dude, episodes. Dude, I, I see so many bad clips of those shows. They oh, film all these those. shows about three and a half hours north in Vancouver. I've been on a few of the sets for, like, Supergirl. Oh, I'm sure you have. And yeah. so they use a lot of the same crew, and, like, they're just churning these things out. Like, these people that are making these, they go from The Flash, they go right into Legends of Tomorrow, then they flip right into Supergirl, and just, like, bam, 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 well, bam. They all tie together, and, like, yeah, they exactly. had crossovers. So they film so fast, series. that could lead to the production value. And, in fact, about. they're doing uh, one of the most ambitious crossovers right now that I've seen in television uh right now is they're doing what they call crisis on infinite earth which is one from the comic books that was one of the the biggest uh crossovers and so what they're doing now is they're bringing in multiversal heroes from all over the dc universe they're bringing back john wesley ship's flash from the 1990s oh wow they're bringing back brandon routh's superman as the kingdom come superman they're bringing back burt ward Oh, from geez. to be in the same movie to be in the same sure. episodic arc of this uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover. Mm-hmm. They're bringing in oh shit, who else they bringing? Kevin and Kevin Conroy. So Spider-verse, but... wow. Kevin Conroy is going to be in playing old man Bruce Wayne. Wow. Probably from what I hear from Batman Beyond. We've got so many every every person who's that? ever played. A character in the DC Universe, they're bringing in. They're bringing in the Titans. Okay, so that's From DC Universe's Titans. They're bringing in... Oh my God, they're bringing so many people in. And it's just... I'm I'm excited but kind of nervous at the same time. Because as you say, if they're not... They're blowing the whole year's budget on this. (laughs) It could either be fail or fail. Spectacularly, yeah. Gotta really think about it. But either way, Arrow's going away. This is Arrow's last season. Oh, thank God. Flash will probably <laughs> be around for a while. I couldn't get into Arrow at all. But you got into um, Flash. Flash will go, right? They're That's making a new saw. Superman show. Superman and Lois. Oh, oh really? With uh, Tyler Hoechlin, the guy who plays Superman on Supergirl. Supergirl? Mm-hmm. They okay. should bring back Ripley's Believe It or Not, too, while they're at it. Let Dean Cain come back? Yeah, Dean Cain. <laughs> <laughs> I like Dean Cain already had a place in the, in the DC TV. I know, I know. He played fucking Supergirl's uh, dad. Adopted dad. Oh, yeah. That's funny. He's so fat. He can't play Superman right now. Sorry, DK, if you're listening to this. Hey, you I mean, got good. fat. You can still play him. We just, just have like to gotta get a muscle bod. suit on him. Just give him his dad bod, dad, Superman. Dad bod. Give him a couple of months hardcore training. Get him slimmed up. Dad bod Superman. I like that. Oh, there you go. There's a dad bod. Superman. But here's the thing. By and large, whether your opinion of it uh, is high or low, or you could give a shit less. Uh, you got to give it to the DC Universe TV shows on the CW. They have produced a product that is widely regarded to be successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah In a way that Marvel television, for instance, has not been. Now, you go back and you look at the TV shows offerings that Marvel has put out there since the birth of its cinematic universe. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and that's pretty much it. <laughs> um, well, the whole Netflix series. Different entity. But yeah, but it's, I mean, it's Marvel. It's not like... Well, there's a differentiation, and I want to talk about that, the, actually. I mean, like the Justice League show isn't the CW sh- Like, the Justice League movie has nothing to do with the CW shows. Not at all. Yeah. So how's, like, the Marvel shows different from the Marvel movies being different from the Because show? they tried to connect Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, that, that, that one. one. In a very, and that's one, I think Defenders is their home. Well, right for sure. The Netflix yeah, crew wasn't in one of the, the episodes of I can't remember which Defender it was, but like it was in the newsroom. You had the newspaper clipping of the shit that went down in New York. That yeah, they with they the very Avengers, they so. very loosely tied it in, but they didn't mention it. And I think that's where it succeeded, and where Agents of Shield kind of didn't. Because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. tried to so ham-fistedly adhere to the The Marvel Cinematic Universe movies that it lost its own plot being derailed by, okay, well now S.H.I.E.L.D. has fallen and this and that and the other thing. They had to be holding to the timeline of the movies, so whatever development and whatever character arcs that they had had going just got pushed aside and, and moved along to a different story path because they had to keep up with the movies and i feel like that was to their discredit and i think that's why during the later seasons they tried to uh, time shift the team outside of the realm of the marvel cinematic universe Mm -hmm. and that's where the show kind of started getting its legs under it i think um Mm -hmm. now as far as the netflix television shows huge fan huge Mm -hmm. fan from the casting to the action to the way they filmed it to everything i'm a huge fan Maybe not so much Iron Fist. Iron Fist was kind of hokey. I don't know if that was so fucking boring. But yeah, think of this. I just read an I just read an article the other day. It's bad. They're talking about how they're probably going to bring Charlie Cox back. Oh, for for Marvel Plus, Disney Plus, there or Disney Disney Plus, Plus. yeah. How they're probably going to bring Luke or Mike Coulter back as Luke Cage. How they're probably going to bring back Kristen Ritter. And then they said they're pretty much definitely going to recast Danny Rand with uh, the Shang-Chi movie. Because they're doing a Shang-Chi movie. And Shang-Chi's very much in that same street-level, ninja, kind of New York, Hell's Kitchen genre. Where the Defenders and the Heroes for Hire and all of that take place. So he would very much well fit in there. So they're talking about recasting the Danny Rand character because he was the least successful of the core defenders group but by and large uh, the daredevil show meant nothing but critical acclaim the iron fist show eh, hit or miss luke cage power man oh my god luke cage was amazing and it had a style all of its own a very uh, hip-hop kind of sensibility which i really loved and couple that with the fact that the actor who played him mike Coulter, was fantastic you got your. Uh, we already talked about Charlie Cox. And Did you watch The Punisher? Oh, John Bernathal is The Punisher. Mm-hmm. And I know I forgot his name when we were talking the other day, and I felt kicked myself because as soon as I hit re- turned record off, I'm like, oh, fuck, it's that was Bernathal. Name. I mean, it's the Berenstein Bears of <laughs> actors. But they, <laughs> I was of a, of a mindset that they couldn't do very good justice to the Punisher character by and large because he's built up such this. Well, he's a murderer. He's a murderer. He's not a hero. Yeah. Yeah. But they tried it with Thomas Jane. Or first off, let's go back. They tried it with Dolph Lundgren. Oh, jeez. Dolph Lundgren was (laughs) was a misfire. All of his movies are bad. Except for Rocky 2, 3? I will break you. I think it was Rocky 3. Wasn't it Rocky 3? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Dolph Lundgren. Then we went to Thomas Jane, who I thought did a very good job. Mm -hmm. Um 
little over the top with Travolta, but it's hard to act across from John Travolta. Though. Like you got to, I couldn't get past elevate your overacting game. I couldn't get past the name that his. I couldn't get past the fact that his name in the movie was my last name. Yeah. So it's like, what was his name? Howard Saint. Yeah. It's like, okay, fuck. All right, he's related to me. Okay, but then they rebooted that again with Ray Donovan for. Uh, Punisher War Zone, which mm-hmm. I told you before, I actually really liked. I felt they went a more believable route with the character by introducing Wayne Knight as Microchip and and trying to be a little bit more uh, reverent to the comic series. And then came the Marvel Cinematic, or not Marvel Cinematic Universe, excuse me, the Netflix, I don't know what the fuck to call this, the, the Netflix-verse, if you will. The straight-to-stream, yeah. The yeah. <laughs> straight-to-streaming-verse, straight yes. Yeah. And once they debuted... Frank, their version of Frank Castle. I was already a fan of John Bernthal from The Walking Dead. Who's uh, that one? He, he played the Shane. Shane. best friend. Oh, yeah, Shane. Yeah, poor so, yeah, fucking Shane. See, at least I Shane. watched that much. At least so I watched... They I s- him off in the Walking Dead. Oh, he was so <laughs> shitty on that show. But that's the character. That's why I, I know. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. It's like he did his part great. I'm like, they need to kill him off. They need just, to... And then just to let you know, I've only seen up to... Uh, the mayor, and then as soon as the mayor, no, yeah, you you caught all like, the Shane bits. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah, as yeah. long like as soon as the mayor wouldn't die for like weeks, I stopped. So yeah. I have no idea no, you, what you caught, happens you, after that. You caught all the Reverend Shane yeah. bits, but uh, the acting—it's a shitty character yeah. played by a brilliant actor. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and so once they announced him as. The Punisher, I'm like, oh, Jesus. Oh, this could go one of two ways. It could either be really good or, or just really bad. Trash. <laughs> and then they introduced him. And he's got the scowl. He's got the fucking... The menace. He's a good actor. The yeah. no-nonsense. I am going to come shoot you fucking vibe. And yeah. it was brilliant. <clears throat> yeah. It was absolutely brilliant. I was on the edge of my seat the entire run of his Netflix show. It was great. And the only downside to that is now, of course, unless they reboot it with the uh, Disney Plus, we might not get any more. And that leaves me wanting. Uh, but I thought I read somewhere that they're they're talking about actually bringing him into actual like the MCU. Yeah, the MCU. They've talked oh, wow. about it in, in movies. And they've talked about bringing uh, Charlie Cox in, too. And I think what that's going to do is because if you've noticed the trend for the MCU's TV shows now. I just did air quotes, and I realized nobody can hear air quotes. That's fantastic. But <laughs> air quotes well, here. I keep doing it. <laughs> but uh, what they're doing, the direction that they've gone for Marvel television these days is they've they're introducing a whole slate of TV shows on Disney Plus that are going to center around the MCU. So you've got your Wanda and the Vision show, WandaVision. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, jeez. You've got. Uh, God, what else? They got a Hawkeye TV show coming that's going to introduce Kate Bishop Hawkeye, which mm-hmm. I'm really excited about. Um, fuck, they've got so many. Oh, but as a concept, they all sound a lot more promising than just like, hey, here's our B string of dudes that can't <laughs> right? get, that aren't good enough for their own movie. But it's like we know you're kind of tired of these characters, so they don't need their own movie. But we know you like them, so they'll get their own TV. They show. get development. Like they yeah, get the they, development they wouldn't get elsewhere. Gave a shit about Iron Fist. No. Nobody's asking for that. I still don't no. know who that is. 
Seriously. <laughs> you don't need to worry about it. the green and yellow pajamas. That's right. He, he's such a he's such a that B only, character. That only that uses nobody... that only uses uh, iron fist. The like, power of his chi. Like, three four times yeah. in two seasons. Right. It's not. Did he get two seasons? He got uh, two right seasons. He yeah. Two. Maybe. In a matter of two seasons, only use his fist like four times. But like everybody, Wanda and Vision <laughs> fun, is serious? something that everybody's so really looking mm-hmm. forward to. And like the they just had the comic book where it was like they're not superheroes. They're like suburban family so it's like people are really hot on that property in general which right one's now. that wanda and vision oh yeah well because they got to bring vision back somehow yeah well news vision he... run was just what if they were just normal people that lived in the suburbs i read that and it was actually a very interesting take yeah um another thing that they're doing is uh, they're going to be focusing on and what i'm really excited about is at the end spoiler alert at the end of endgame avengers endgame captain america retired yeah. And handed his shield to Sam Wilson, mm-hmm. the Falcon. Mm-hmm. So, if anyone, I don't know if any of you have read the Falcon's take on uh, Captain America in the comic books, but no. I have. No. And basically, the entire run of the comic series was about him trying to live up to being Captain America and the government trying to stop him from being Captain America. Mm-hmm. And that's what the show's going to focus on. The show's going to focus on him and Bucky trying to be heroes while the government's trying to shut them down. The government's it's trying to... supposed to have Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan in mm-hmm. the show? Oh, wow. Yeah, like... All of the Marvel Plus so or Disney Plus TV shows are the same actors. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying they're going to get the development that they might not get with a standalone movie that they wouldn't necessarily get Disney carry. Plus people. That's oh, yeah, not oh I already spo- signed up. That's not a sponsorship. I not at all. Disney, if you'd like to sponsor me... Not sponsor. Me, <laughs> if you'd like to sponsor me and ship, throw a year my way, I'm going to be watching it regardless. But I hate to support Disney, but at the same time... Ugh. They own everything I love. I have to. They're getting the Simpsons, guys. Come on. No Are one they cares. really? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got everything. They've already, got, they've already everything. got them. Well, I mean, shit. If you look at what Disney owns, they, they bought, aside from the Disney properties, which I grew up loving. Fox. Then they bought Star Wars. Yes, Star Wars. And that's, that's my fucking childhood right there. They bought right the there. Muppets. They bought the Muppets. They bought Muppets. Marvel. Marvel. They bought fucking Fox. <laughs> they've got so much of my young Kevin wrapped up into that. <laughs> that Next up, just, Pokemon. <laughs> I don't think they, they don't have Pokemon yet. They will. They can't, they can't afford it. They can't. No, Nintendo no, nobody can afford Pokemon. Nintendo will keep a firm grip on that. Yeah. I didn't think they'd be able to buy Fox. But are they ever going to buy Nintendo? Ooh. Nah, no, Nintendo. No, nobody can yeah. afford Nintendo. Nobody so, can afford Nintendo specifically sense, because Disney's of. Disney's just a cinematic <laughs> universe in its own way. <laughs> Disney kind of is. Well, I mean, look at the Pixar. There's. There's another episode I want to do coming up here pretty quick that talks about uh, fan theories and interconnections. Yeah, fan theories. That all the Pixar <laughs> movies interconnected. Yeah, look at, uh, what is it? What is, look at uh, Wreck and Ralph. All the princesses know each other, apparently. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, Star Pen- Wars. And don't forget, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Penelope, the candy. She is a princess. <laughs> so there's already kind of a built-in interconnected universe with the Disney movies anyways, so... Uh, it's kind of a looser built-in. Like all the princesses know each other. Yeah, they're they're, but, a, yeah. they're Easter egg nods. It's not really like right. Yeah, not, not really not a cinematic sure. universe. <laughs> but okay, so that of course leads us to. We've talked about Marvel and what their plans are and what they're doing. We've talked about DC and what their plans are and what they're doing. After this commercial break, we are going to talk about <sighs> Star Wars. What they're doing right, what they're doing wrong, and Jesus Christ, what they can learn. We'll be right back. If you haven't heard about Anchor, 
It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one convenient place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back, everybody. As promised, we are going to start discussing Star Wars. Uh-oh. Yeah. That's Uh-oh, sigh. exactly. The sigh is ominous because, again, I've said it multiple times. You I'm going to probably continue to say I'm going to continue to say it. I grew up on Star Wars. Star Wars is my shit. Good, bad, ugly. I'm a fan of it all for various reasons. And I that means I'm able to look at it objectively and go, okay, well, here's where they fucked up. Here's where they're great. Didn't you like The Last Jedi? For various reasons. Yeah, don't yeah. listen to this guy. But oh, go ahead. Shut up. <laughs> now look, you can say whatever you want about I the new trilogy. <laughs> you can say whatever you want about the prequel trilogy. The universe that they have built is unified. One way or another, the universe building in Star Wars is top notch. It always has been. It always will be. Now, we come into some very dangerous territory. Because up till now, what have we had? We've had... Cue dramatic music. (laughs) No, we start off with the original trilogy, then the prequel trilogy, then the the sequel trilogy now. But we didn't really have a whole lot on the fringe to build on to. You had those fucking, what are the Ewoks movies? Well, yeah, that's the thing is that (coughs) Star Wars had a very, very large... Extended Novel universe. universe. Yeah. Are you are, are you are you like, leaving that out, and or just are you just talking it? about what visually you were able to see? Okay, so it's a novel. Universe. They threw <clears> all the books <throat> in the trash, like Mara Jade and all those characters. Just they're they're nothing. I'm not gonna lie. That was a huge cut for me. A lot of my favorite characters came yeah. from the novelizations. Yeah. And my best friend read like almost you don't all have to the raise books. Your hand. Are the novel? Okay, well I wasn't sure. <laughs> I fucking novel? loved it. I'm not all. your I'm teacher. Not, <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> yeah. Yes, Maria, you had something to say. Are the novel universes like gone? Gone. They're not stripped in the canon. They said no. They said no. They call it basically extended universe now. It's not canon. Isn't that like what like are the novel series written by Lucas or they no 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 no? They had by him though. They were all endorsed by Lucas. They had a lot of different so uh, directions that they were referring to the character. You're referring to the character's name being Ben and blah. Yeah, that was my best friend had brought up. Um, when you told me a story, I brought up what was what was ha- what happened in the books around that time and how you know the and then it spoiled the what entire it? movie for me. I think it was uh, Leia and Solo had twins. Uh, ben and Jaina Solo. Yes, and yeah. you know Ben happened to be one of like the more powerful. No, no, no. no I'm sorry, not Ben Solo. I'm sorry, it was Jaina and Jason. Jaina and Jason Solo. The books. The the what, what got have read. You read time. any of the books? <clears throat> yeah, but there's like eighty of them. Okay, no, there's a lot. Right. The thing is, is they built up a universe in the books where Luke Skywalker got married, had a kid. Uh, Han Solo and Leia got married, had kids. They had three kids. They had Jaina, Jason, and Anakin. And then what they did was they grew, we grew with these characters through the novels. Yeah. Nothing we would see in a visual medium, but we grew to 
No, uh, through they had a, a big twenty something book arc called the Yuzhan Vong War. And oh, during wow. that war we got to see uh Anakin killed. Their youngest son was killed. We got to see Jason start down the road to the dark side, eventually becoming Darth Cadus. We got to see Jaina become what they called the Sword of the Jedi, where she basically became like the number one enforcer for the Jedi. I don't know how to explain that, but we've got all these years. And then, of course, Ben Skywalker was Luke's kid with Mara Jade Skywalker. Uh, We got to see all of these characters grow up with us over the years through the 30 plus years of extended universe canon. And then when... Uh, LucasArts was bought by LucasArts and LucasFilms was bought by Disney, the House of Mouse they stripped all of these backstories so they could create their own and I don't fault them for that but you don't think they used oh I'm sure they took inspiration they took bits and pieces yeah they took bits and pieces but you know they didn't take everything anything that was like 100% so that was like really upsetting for me we were talking about the novels and then we went to go see the movie and I was like well let's just spoil the entire movie wasn't the EU like widely accepted by the Star Wars community too oh absolutely so like I mean it was taken as canon I mean look at things like Grand Admiral Thrawn Timothy Zahn's fantastic novelizations where he brought into Mara Jade Skywalker. He brought us Grand Admiral Thrawn. Uh, he brought us the uh, resurrected clone empire. Well, there is a dude who controls all this. Like, there's a guy who, before they publish the book, reads them, and he's just like, that's not going to fit in with our overarching scheme. Cut that character and make him from somewhere else. It's like... Yeah. So, so like quality control. Well, it's it's like something. Yeah, so there's, so there's somebody out there that's saying like this will all tie in together. This right. works. Well, this they're doesn't. trying to prevent themselves from like Spider-Manning it, where there's too many like running characters and too many yeah. things where like you don't know what the hell is going on anymore because there's too much of it. So. But I like that. I like that. There. I mean, I never read any of the I've books. Never read that's that's, that's, that's that is what makes it almost all of them. Well, obviously, were you lost? No, I said I read almost all of them. Yeah, but were you lost in any of the storytelling? No. But that's what makes it like a universe is that there's stories inside of it, whereas like a lot of things are just one long story. Like Harry Potter was just seven movies of the same story until you got a universe with the Wizarding Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts. Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts. Beasts. And then that's what makes it a universe rather Child. than just yeah. like a one story. So if Star Wars only had the nine that? movies, the three trilogies, and it never had Rogue One, it wouldn't like be a cinematic universe like I mean it had cartoon shows and stuff but like it becomes a universe once it explores other people's stories inside of that same world right you gotta branch out and, and find other people who fit in there yeah and I think to the point of a lot of people crapped on Rogue One I thought Rogue One was done pretty well I love it honestly. I mean they they fucked up right from the opening sequence but yeah Patrick definitely has opinions ship, you notice how the ship oh, lands like far away from the home and then they walk senselessly across this field why didn't you land the ship right in front of the house and just go right inside you gave them plenty of look, time to get away look man you want to go back and fault <laughs> Krennic's pilot you can go back and fault Krennic's pilot <laughs> that did not affect the story really. Okay. I, didn't I like that they put the Mexican actor Diego Luna in there. I mean, I probably am Mexican, so I know who he is. That was pretty choice. That was a deep cut. I don't know who that guy even. Who are you talking about? That was the pilot. Yeah. Diego Luna. Oh, I know. Yeah, he's great. Mm. Like but the one time I remember. I don't even remember character. there being a pilot. <laughs> I didn't even hate 
Here's the guy with the, the, movie, the, guy with the, the fucking goggles. The one time and done. And oh, I hate. thought you were talking about the bad guys. And then Donnie Yen. Opening scene. I was just like, oh, Mexican. Donnie Yen's the shit. Donnie Yen was amazing in that movie. So the casting in that movie, and then they had Alan Tudyk as the droid. Oh, I swear to God, that's another one of my... And not for appearances' sake, like Ryan Reynolds and, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jason Momoa, but <laughs> Alan Tudyk and I, we jive as far as uh, humor. Uh, humor goes with, you know, Firefly and everything. I No, no, I did but too, yeah, yeah. The fact of the matter is, is Rogue I, I One did, added to the universe. I did like yeah. Rogue One, let's put that out That's there. one of the things that me and Thomas talked about on a Minus previous podcast. Minutes, but yeah. Okay, get over it. <laughs> My God. We talked about that at length, about how if you're going to do a reboot or a retread or a remake, it has to bring something to the table. It has to add to the overall story, not just be a rehash. And so uh, we talked about that now. I think Rogue One did that pretty well. It took a story beat, and it was just a very minor beat yep, yep. from A New Hope. Super minor. minor like a blip, yeah. like a it's line. Like it's it's like, turned it into a movie. Yeah, it's like, where they, did this text message come from? Right, and now we yeah. know where the text message came from. It wasn't really necessary. But they didn't do it in a way that felt forced. Yeah. It felt well, yeah. like... It didn't feel forced, no. And, and to the point, I'm going to say, I did not even mind Solo for what it was. Solo was I, not I really done. And this is Patrick signing right. out of this podcast. Sit down. I didn't even bother watching Solo. Solo was yeah. not oh, done well. we didn't watch. Yeah, was, but Solo okay. had redeeming I, moments in it. Yeah, like I had heard they had changed. They had kind of changed personalities a little bit. And then, you know, they changed... Um, Whatever it was that uh, they made, Solo was they made him at less... the time compared to when it was originally said to what was in the movie. It was boring. It was poorly written. So like, they kept I was trying like, to pull guys, back to the original. You guys, you guys literally have you so, know the source material, but then you're like tweaking it because yep. they were they were younger or something. Just like, what they yeah. tried to do is they tried to make what? it into a heist movie. They and did. the reason they tried to they make did. it into a heist movie is they wanted it to kind of stand on its own two feet. And be kind of separate as then it is. Don't call it Star Wars. When, they yeah. wanted to kind of expand on how Chewbacca was brought into the series. They wanted to expand on how Lando was brought into the series. And those two points are two of the points that they did extraordinarily well. How they introduced Chewbacca was fantastic. How I they introduced Lando was fantastic. I have no idea how they introduced now I forget Lando's He's droid's name. Guy. I don't remember. Childish name. Gambino, Donald Glover. Yeah. Playing the Billy D. Williams role. I never saw the solo. Don't worry about it. I mean, you can rent it now for a dollar. It won't be a big deal. You can buy it for a dollar when you do it. I didn't see it. We didn't see it because the movie that came out. Maybe it'll be on Disney+. Plus. You can find it on Disney+. You're going to pay for Disney+. Plus anyways. Wait, are they going to do Disney+, Plus? the same way they do Hulu... And Netflix, where one person can buy it, but you can have multiple profiles. Because if so, so, I call dibs on one of y'all. Because Disney Plus, <laughs> if you're already a, paying for it, Disney let me get a profile. You're putting this out on a podcast that's going to be Disney Plus <laughs> has a partnership with Hulu, right? We're friends. They're, they're to be noted, I don't share my Disney Netflix owns, password with anybody. Disney owns Hulu, don't Lies. they? Disney does own Hulu. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Oh, that's I don't right. know. But that's I don't, right. yeah, they yeah. were talking about Hulu and Disney Plus being a bundle, but as of as of what I'm hearing now, they have right a bundle. They separate. have a, no. They have a bundle where you could have gotten Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN. Yeah, right. I never saw. Bundle. I never saw that bundle and how much that bundle costs. It's like fourteen bucks. 
That's yeah. what I'm paying for Hulu right now. I pay a dollar a month for Hulu. So you might as well just get ESPN and Disney How Plus as well. So right. If, I, that, if that's what I'm paying the and they're just going to literally tack that on for free, then yeah, sure, I'll have Sorry. it. But I have yet to find online where that first. goddamn bundle is. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Aside from Patrick's vitriol, we're kind of getting away from the point here. We get that you don't like Solo, but you have to admit there were certain aspects that they handled okay. As it a whole, I even I great? even I admit that the movie fell down in a lot of ways, uh, and I think a large part of that came to do with uh, when they fired uh, Lord Miller off of the movie early on yeah. in its production Chris, and switched yeah. it up with. Ron Howard. Now, Ron Howard's a great director. He is a great director. He's not a Star Wars director. He's not a Star Wars director. And I think that's part of the problem. I think Lord and Miller would have brought a more comical sensibility to it. They would have definitely. And I think that's part of the reason that Kathleen Kennedy was kind of shitting on it and not having it. Because they bring these, they don't want directors in these Star Wars movies. They want Pete. They want, they want robots. Yes they want yes listen men. to the pro- yes yeah, men. They want yes listen men. to the producer, I mean, which is why they keep bringing these new directors in that have never done movies with these multi-million-dollar budgets. And then you bring Lord and Miller in, and they're like, "No, we don't want anything of this. We know what we're doing." They don't give the directors their creative space to make the movies. Kathleen Kennedy is too busy inserting it. There has to be a woman in the lead role. There has to be this. There has to be that. Let the director be the director. Come on now, you, now you. You can bitch on that all you want, but as a rule, the way that representation in media is going now, I'm a fan of it. And if it's them forcing a director to go, hey, you need to have a strong female character in here, I'm fucking for it. No, I get it. I'm all for it. But as long as they they can write it in naturally and they're not shitting on other things. What was that? I'm for a strong female role, but as soon as you... Say something about the males being like, oh, well, you're dog shit and, you know, we're like extra superior compared to you guys. That's where it's like not okay. I don't think it's them trying to be overly superior. It's how it comes off. They're basically like, we're goddesses and y'all are pieces of shit. That's not okay in my eyes because people are just people. And granted, you know. Women yeah. need representation, Women characters are shitty but they need characters representation too. in the right way. Male characters can be shitty characters too. But I think the fact that they're trying to make a mandate that says we're going to be more inclusive all around of people of color, of uh, people of different sexual orientation, of women in general as strong, upstanding <clears throat> characters instead of the characters that they have been previous to this, I'm a fan of. Yeah. No, now, I is that not saying that. that they're being a little bit oh, heavy-handed yeah. with it? I mean, yeah, they're being a bit heavy handed. They're being very heavy handed because outside of But they've got to find their own love. They're female led these new movies, which I'm not hating on that at all. Yeah, I'm not hating. It's just, it doesn't, it feels extremely forced. And in a lot of this, in a lot of the stuff. And it's where it's just like, just let it happen, you know, naturally. You know, like, don't write it in a way that it's like you're literally, like, it's clear as day what it is you're trying to do. Just let it flow naturally. Like, well, they're working on it. There's, there's I think they're several looking other for movies an where that they're gonna you know get to there. The, the, the diversity's in there. You know, strong female leads like yeah, exactly. that were done phenomenal. You Doesn't feel forced. Cruise. No, that's all I'm asking. Like don't force Bill. it. Yeah. <clears throat> like what? Kill Bill. The yeah, there's so another. Wonder Woman just came out. Yeah, that no. sure as fuck didn't yeah, fucking feel forced in any way, shape, or form. I enjoyed the interactions. I think they're trying, and I think it's gonna find its own level over time. But let's get back to the. Let's focus back. <laughs> Jesus Christ, did we diverge? Sorry. <laughs> this is what Sorry. editing. Well, is I mean, for. that's that's it. Kind of, it kind of sort of falls 
like in in the universe of you know like where what they're doing wrong it's like it feels Forced that they're trying so to it's force still, diversity. Yeah, it's still it's still tied in there. It just feels really. They're not letting it flow or transition in a smooth. Yeah, way it doesn't feel like, like a smooth. This transition. is like where we're going. It's more like. And that's what they need to learn from other is. universes. Is like how they did it. Right. Even even Marvel, they should just. I don't <clears> get it. How they can have the success of Marvel and the failure of Star Wars under the House of Mouse at the same time? I don't get it. Yo, well, I think Star Wars is going to start rebuilding a lot more. And and more to the point, they had an article come out this last week uh, where DB Weiss and Benahoff both uh, noped out of doing their well, the trilogy. Guys that fucked up um, Game of Thrones, which I have not watched. Well, then you can't say I they fucked up. Now you guys can all fuck it. off because you told me I had to watch it. And now your ending sucks, and I don't have to suffer. You didn't. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, so Patrick has opinions. Okay. But I win, you lose. Either way, Weiss and Benahoff noped out of doing a Star Wars trilogy. and All things were pointed to them doing a trilogy based on the Knights of the Old Republic mythos, which would have been fantastic, I think. It takes us well, well, like thousands of years away from the Skywalker story. But the reason that they were given in. one of the interviews that they did, and maybe it's speculation, maybe it's not. Uh, one of the reasons said they didn't have the time to develop to, to, to put into it with their Netflix deal. But then there was another article I read that talked about they didn't want to have to deal with Star Wars toxic fandom. Which yeah. is a large thing that we talked about previously as well. They didn't want to have to deal with the backlash because, they I mean, look at the shit that they've already gotten for, for Game of Thrones, Patrick. Yeah. They took a lot of beating on that for something that ostensibly is not entirely their fault, but the entire thing fell on them. Now, were they let now imagine were they fired. No, they quit. Okay. Now imagine that they came That's back. What they what happened to, oh, wait. Imagine <laughs> they did a, a Star Wars trilogy. The first movie comes out, and Star Wars fans are just immediately on guard, going, "Not nah, fuck you! You guys fucked up Game of Thrones. Fuck you! I'm not yeah, even going to give you a chance." You know why would you put yourself in that position? Yeah. So they bounced out. So now the direction that we're getting from Disney right now is that Star Wars is kind of up in the air. And for the first time in a very long time, the future of Star Wars is small screen. And we're talking about the Disney Plus thing again. They've got a show coming out here in less than two weeks I'm super excited for. The Mandalorian, which is a take on uh, a bounty hunter kind of... Uh, spaghetti western style yeah, television yeah. show uh, directed by John Favreau who is amazing I yeah, fucking yeah. love John Favreau definitely uh, does that name sound familiar um, uh, he um, played uh, Happy, Hogan. Happy Hogan directed Iron Man oh okay okay Spider-Man Far From Home you know Jungle Book Live Action Jungle Book Live uh, that was actually Lion King Lion King but anyways go ahead Lion King was just kind of the same same yeah they didn't again they didn't add anything I heard, fact, I heard, I heard the comedy didn't really translate as well. It didn't. No. Because it but anyways, back know. to Star Wars. I think Tom fell asleep. <laughs> Nothing to say on, on Lion King? Uh, no, it's not really worth watching at all. <laughs> I don't know. John Favreau's just kind of... I don't know. He's just there when it happens, I think. He just finds the right pies to stick his fingers in. Yeah, yeah. Well, be that as it may. So, like I said, small screen, we got... Uh, the Mandalorian coming up. They're doing a standalone Obi-Wan Kenobi series with Ewan McGregor, which apparently That's they've right. been yeah, developing for a long time. Yeah, and he's been sitting on it for like six years. 
And yet you keep it under wraps. That must be tough. That'd be hard to keep yeah. a secret like that. But did, they did <laughs> announce another trilogy, though, right? Yeah, that was Weiss and Benahoff's trilogy. And it's gone now. It's gone now. Unless they That's find the one that was records. coming in like 22, right? 2022? It was supposed to be the next ones in the theaters. Wow. To follow uh, this one. The Rise of Skywalker. So then you're right. It truly is small screen. Small screen. And see, I don't find that to necessarily be a bad thing because no. here's the thing: a lot of people crap on the House of Mouse because of their giant floating paycheck to buy whatever properties they want. Mm. But here's something you need to think about: they're going to put the time and money into developing something for their own channel that's going to bring people to their own channel. Yeah. They yeah. want those subscription dollars. Things like The Mandalorian. If you've have you seen the trailer for that? No. I watched the trailer for it. The production value is good. there. It yeah. is. It is. Yeah. yeah. And I think they're going to do the same thing with the Obi Wan show. And I think they've got uh, a bunch of different shows already in the works as well. And to another extent, CBS is doing kind of the same thing. CBS has got their own subscription service now. CBS is well. I mean, this is what happens when you deregulate cable and make everybody their own entity. Uh, CBS has Discovery. Now they're going to have Picard. They're going to have oh, uh, that's right. Picard's going to be amazing. They're going to have a comedy show. I've seen the trailer for it. It's an animated comedy called Lower Decks, which is a scrub space. a scrub spaceship in the middle of nowhere. This is the, the like the B deck crew that you would never see on the Enterprise Bridge. <laughs> kind of, and their adventures that they get into. So kind of like Family Guy in space. <laughs> Star Trek is starting to diversify. Star Trek's got a Nickelodeon show in the works for Nickelodeon. Really? CBS has had a long-standing relationship with Nickelodeon uh, through Viacom, and oh, that makes sense. And so they've got their own like a teen take on Star Trek. I don't know anything about that show. But, you know, they're trying to diversify as well the same way Marvel's doing, the same way Disney's doing, because they realize there's not as many people running out to a cinema to see and drop 15 bucks a head to go see the latest and greatest. Especially when you're like Marvel and you put out what their new mandate says they're going to still release four movies a year. Marvel. On their current wave schedule. So... Uh, that's, that's for me. Let's the see. Well family of four. Family of four, 15, 30, 45, 60 bucks, plus popcorn and drinks. Yeah. Um, to I go mean, and it, watch a movie. It gets expensive to go see it. Times me. four a year. I mean, it does. It gets really expensive. Now, I'm not a saying I'm not going to drop that cash because I love going to see movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, well, a lot of these places are realizing the future is small screen. Bring it to me in my home. Show it to me when I'm in my pajamas and I'm Boo. comfortable. Yeah, I'd rather be I know, Patrick, you're a film guy, but I love the movie. What about theater. same day distribution with film and, and, and theater as well? They're doing a lot of that too. They are doing a lot of that. That's a, that's a whole other topic. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> this is supposed to be about Star Wars. <laughs> well, Star Wars, Star Trek, anything. Universe Universes. And I think what this is doing, it's allowing, for instance, Star Trek to build their universe out vastly different ways instead of your Deep Space Nine which felt just like an extension of Next Generation and your Voyager which felt just like a dis- a separation from uh, Voyager. They all felt kind of same, same, same. It gives you a chance to explore different story arcs within the same overarching universe. I think that's what a lot of TV shows 
do, though. Like, not even for, like, big all-time movies, but, like, they have a Toy Story series out there. They've got, you know, like, so many kid movie series out there that are just, like, yeah, build you, a story that are, like, you're, you're, not around the movie. What is it, the... How to Train Your Dragon universe. Oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. They have a TV series. Yeah. And they're expanding that in Netflix as well because Netflix yeah. owns that. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, my kid watches all of them. She yeah, loves them. But those movies made a lot of money, so I can't blame them. Well, that. and that's the over thing. If your movie makes money, they're going to fucking try to trample it to death. Um, someone, I read an article earlier today talking about why was there no Joker merchandise. Because it's <laughs> not a Joker movie. It's not no, that kind of a movie. movie. It's yeah, not that kind of a movie. Nope. What would the merchandise be? A handful of pills a and a fucking gun. gun? Like... <laughs> a makeup kit. Yeah, the makeup kit. Here's an actual know. forty-five pack of cigarettes. <laughs> no, no, it would be a suit. A suit, at least. <laughs> oh, there you go. The, the outfit. Oh, jeez. That'd be a terrible. No offense. Oh, no offense, but like the clown mask that everybody wears. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The that'd be a those. very bad idea, given <laughs> the nature of that movie. And, and certain universes don't warrant themselves to have toy tie-ins and everything. But look at how many do. Even Star Trek gets a lot of mer- merchandise tie-in, uh, either through uh, retro type markets or through the niche markets. Um, but when the movies came out, the J.J. Abrams movies came out, the toys were everywhere. Yeah, they were. By and large, they kind of sucked. I mean, paint, call a spade a spade, they sucked. Star Wars toys is always and forever going to be a thing. I think that was kind of the pioneer of that whole thing, was the Star Wars toys and stuff. As far as movie merchandising? Yeah, because that was at a time when movie merchandising really didn't even exist. And they were still coming to it in 20th Century Fox. Um, George Lucas did not take a lot of pay to be able to make the Star Wars movies. And said, so he could keep I'll take the, the merchandising yeah. rights. And I'm like, what the hell is this? We'll give you these merchandising rights. Not be shit. He's a billionaire now because he got the high end of the stick on that because they didn't know what the movie merchandising was going to be. Well, now after it's, and Star now Wars. it's backwards. You got things like uh, Transformers started as a show to show. sell toys. Yep, and now it's He Man started as a show to sell toys. Um, there's a lot more. This can... has been floating around Hollywood for a few years, but they're trying to make a Tonka Trucks movie with Adam Sandler. I wish I was making that up. God, I wish you were making that up. I'm not really? making that up. I'm not making that up. <laughs> I don't know if it's still on the table, but oh, it should not be. be on the table. <laughs> just, at least give me a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they do that with Monster Trucks? And Monster they Trucks tried so oh, yeah, so that, oh, God, that looked dreadful. I just want to see if the Tonka one looks just as bad. <laughs> Well, it's the same as I heard when they were making a movie about Battleship. It's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Hasbro, what? Battleship? Yeah, they did come out. It was based on the board game. The game? Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) There's also another example there of they're trying to do universe building. Yeah. (laughs) It's just terrible. What was that other universe that they tried to do? Uh, Tom Cruise. The Mummy movie. Oh, the yeah. Thomas yeah. and I were talking that, about that. Yeah, the exactly. Other well, was Tom Cruise's Mummy uh, Mummy movie supposed to tie in with the other Mummy movie? No, it no. Was supposed uh, to. They were rebooting like it. They're Dracula call, and all. They're that, calling right? it the Dark Universe. The Dark Universe. Paramount's oh. Dark Universe. Was it Paramount or Universal? It's Universal. Universal. Okay. Do you think Sega's going to try something like that? What with the Sonic movie? Yeah. Okay, Sonic really God, needs to fix not. his teeth. Oh, they did. Like, they, 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 they released they, a new yeah. picture. Yeah, it looked they're okay. fixing yeah. it. Oh, God. It's one of the first times that fan outrage has actually <laughs> resulted Made in positive results. Yeah, positive <laughs> manner. Fixed yeah. something. So when they made the 
changed. The there you go. That's what. Topic. That's what the other universes need to do. Yeah, it was like, listen, that's what Star Wars. Listen, listen to your fans. Yeah, listen, listen to, to your, your fans. fans. Like, don't fucking just ignore them and then fucking put out um, Give them shit because they're not happy with what it is that you came out. Like, exactly. I understand that it's y'all's creative, whatever. But you know, like, but at what point? What's, what's, like, what's don't we make the last What's business one hundred and one? You know, the the don't we participate? Listen to the customer. Exactly. You know, you're going to be getting the money from these people. Always right. Well, at what point does it <laughs> stop always. becoming You're right, no. uh, updating and listening to your fans? And what point does it start becoming fan service for no freaking reason? Like, how much of an outcry do you have to have before you change something? How how set in your ways do you have to be to go? I'm not going to change this. You guys can bitch about it all you want. Well, for the Sonic movie, it took a few petitions, a few viral, you know, shares. <laughs> A guy who ended up just editing it. But I think with that, that was like an instance of a movie where they weren't maybe sure if it was going to do really well. So when these red flags kind of popped up, they went in, they changed it, which is Star Wars. They laughed their way to the bank. It's going to make money. They're going to make money. I mean, I hated The Last Jedi, but I'm still going to be their opening night for the next Star Wars movie because I'm a dumbass. <laughs> no matter how hard they hurt you, you keep going. No matter I, how hard they hurt me, I keep going. I'm gonna See? wait for this dumbass's report and then decide if I'm gonna go watch it. Yeah, that's pretty much what we've done. <laughs> All right, well, so let's kind of uh, talk a little bit about. Uh, we're gonna go around the circle here and talk about favorite fan universes, or not fan universe. Excuse me, favorite cinematic type universe. What is your overall favorite universe, Thomas? What about you? Uh, I want to go with the Dragon Ball Z movies. Because there's like 13, 14, or 15 of them. And they just are standalones that don't affect the storyline at all. And it's just basically fan fiction that somebody budgeted to make into a movie. And so, I mean, but you get those a lot. You like Naruto and One Piece. Basically any huge anime franchise gets their own standalone movies that don't matter at all. But if you're a fan of the franchise, it's awesome to get a little bit more. Like, By yeah. people who obviously share a reverence for the material. Yeah, you're like, well, I've I've watched the main core series. I wish there was more of it. And they're like, oh, well, here's this bullshit side story that didn't really happen. But I mean, you're gonna watch it anyway. So. <laughs> what about the live action Dragon Ball? I mean, that doesn't that one doesn't count. <laughs> we don't talk about. Yeah, that. we all, we don't talk about that. One. <laughs> Try to forget that existed. Yeah. Patrick, what about you? Uh, favorite universe? Well, build? we talked a little bit about this when the mic was off, but I. For the most part, I like the Harry Potter movies. I think they did really good service to the books. There's important characters like Peeves and different things that I didn't like that they left out and then things that they added in that I didn't like. But I think overall, it was a pretty good fan service. You didn't see too many fans upset. And I, I saw every movie at the midnight premiere and I was pretty satisfied with all of them. I mean, they took creative liberties with things like the way that Voldemort looked, but I mean, it was badass so we just accepted it and i think overall is that that was a very pleasing um cinematic universe to mostly everybody and that's the one i hear people probably complain about the least even if it's kind of dying off i mean fantastic beasts kind of different not everybody's meshing well with it i'll admit i'm not meshing well with it but yeah, i'm not a huge fan of it myself yeah as it stands with the original my wife movies, and kids love it though pretty good stuff what about uh you maria i'm on a movie buff I mean, I have a universe that I like, but it's not in movies, and it's very small. And well, what is it? It's Ruby. I like the Ruby universe very much, which is a RBWY, which is a animation that Brewster Teeth makes along with their Red and Blue series, but it's not as popular as Red and Blue, I don't think, because it's okay. not as big. I've heard of it. 
So, I mean, I it's like obviously got some traction if I've heard of it, and I haven't looked for it, so. Definitely small. Okay. If you've never heard of it, or if you don't have friends to show it to you, most likely you'll know about Rooster Teeth, but not know about the series. Yeah, I think I know of Rooster Teeth through Red vs. Blue, so. Yeah. Uh, back in the day when I actually gave a shit about Halo. Um, <laughs> way back when. Way back when. Frankie, what about you? Um, <clears throat> as a... Uh, Thomas had brought up uh, One Piece. I'm a huge, huge fan of uh, One Piece and that anime universe. Like, all the different characters, all the different crews, um, all the different kind of, like, devil fruit abilities that are that are in there. Like, everything about it just, <laughs> I fancy. Right, but the, I, I, so I haven't seen the One Pieces once, but they're, they don't matter, right? They're not canon. The movies? Yeah, the movies. They're not, not canon. They're not just, so much. They're it's, cool side stories. <clears throat> like... I think I think some of the movies, you know, it's you could say that it happened between here and here, but in if all reality, it, it, yeah, if you had to, but in all reality, it, it doesn't really progress the story anymore because it what it does, it takes a certain time frame that they're that they're in. So you know, if they had this ability at this time, that's in the movie, they're not really introducing anything like new, new, yeah, right, because um, it's not in the show. It's just a story. Can yeah. I mention one more that I also like? Absolutely. Okay, so one that is semi-popular, that's not Ruby, is I like the Doctor Who universe. The Doctor Who universe? Yeah. Is that what it's called? The Doctor Who universe. Did I just coin something, or is that what it's called? I've never heard it. I've heard it as a Hooniverse. Take it to I've heard of it. I like it, though. There you go. I like Whovians. I've heard Whovians. Yeah, Whovians. Does Doctor Who have movies? Because I know it's like they bring back... They have standalone movies. They get new doctors all the time. The 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 we Christmas specials specials can be considered Christmas, movies. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Christmas specials can either be because they're, they're I'm gonna I'm gonna take all you guys' feedback as a no, because a special's not a movie. I'm like, did it get did they actually box they office have, movie? They theatrical no. release? Yeah. No. You would think that I they would they do had that one. by now. No. They what what they what they'll they the there's 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 specials, but they're not like really movies. Like that's the 50th anniversary special. Yeah, or like a Christmas specials, special, but like there is, yeah. like you can get this. Spe- yeah. yeah, two, yeah. Hour, so two no, hour run time. There's no movie. Twenty dollars to go see it, right? <laughs> I'll yeah, tell sure, you. they'll fucking release it like Fathom Events, and you can spend fucking fifteen, twenty dollars to go watch it then. Fathom but like, Events, why? Cool. That's how uh, me and Patrick went and saw Jane Silent Bob. Jane Silent Bob, and I hadn't seen. Speaking of universes, speaking of that, that's the whole Kevin that's Smith gonna, universe yours, huh? there that's with Jane Silent Bob. But I'll admit, I a lot of those movies I haven't seen in quite some time, but I can still quote them and. Going into that movie, there's just so many references that pull back into other Kevin Smith movies. They pull everything. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's like that's the point I was making earlier. It's like, where at what point does it stop becoming part of the story and part of the narrative? Exactly. And it's just fan service. And that like was a entire, fan service movie. But I was okay with exactly. it. Exactly. If you're not a fan of Kevin Smith, you're not going <laughs> to be able to see a bad this movie. Because it does not cater to you. And it just helped me to remember how big of a universe he had actually created. And it was oh, yeah. Starting crazy. with Clerks yeah, back in exactly. the day. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and that was part of the joke is all like reboots remakes universes they made jabs at like Marvel was having Chris Hemsworth in there and then like Batman versus Superman with Ben Affleck like it was a joke on how Hollywood is taking it in this modern age and there's a plan itself too it was really good stuff yeah it was a movie that was it took on the topic of reboot remake culture in a way that was irreverent yeah and made fun of itself at the same time so it wasn't like laudy and like oh I'm you know, I'm above this shit. No, we're deep in it. We're mired in it. And here's why. And here's how. And it was a fun little take on it. Now, for me, 
Thomas thought that was going to be my universe, but my little universe that is kind of smallish, like the the Whovian universe. Land before time. <laughs> Don't eat the tree stores. <laughs> no, uh, I would say uh, Red Dwarf. Okay. I don't know uh, how much experience any of y'all have with a, Red Dwarf. That sounds familiar. Is that more than one thing, though? I thought that was just one show. It is. It's one show and, like, movies. Okay, yeah. And, like, I mean, if it gets movies, it's a universe, but I'm just like... If it's, it's if its own it's thing. There's show. not, like, more characters. It's always the same core characters. Um, they've gone through 11 series now. Oh, that's so On long. BBC since the mid-80s. Oh, my God. And uh, the... They've done like a special for series that became series nine, and they're doing a special now that will be basically the new series. They're doing a, a feature length movie of it now, but it basically just resolves around like the two lowest technicians on a space freighter. Uh, the one who's the lowest, his name's Lister. Lister is a piece of shit, like one hundred percent piece of shit. Uh, gets put in suspended cryo-animation because he smuggled a cat aboard the ship against regulations. While he's in suspended animation, the crew gets wiped out by a malfunction. I was going to say by the cat. I was like, all right. No, like, not by the cat. cat. Not by the cat, <laughs> but by uh, a mistake made by his bunkmate, um, who's play, uh, Rimmer, Rimmer, Arnold Rimmer, uh, affectionately referred to as the lead smeghead. And uh, he hated the guy. They hated having to bunk with each other, but being as they were the littlest two crewmates, that's where they ended up. So the ship, who's run by a, an AI named Holly, decides to keep him in suspended animation until the danger to the ship has passed. Three million years. So it brings him out of suspended animation after three million years and populates the crew with... They can only make one... The ship only has the power to make one hologram. It makes the hologram of the person he spent the most time with. His asshole roommate. So now he's stuck in a freighter by himself with his asshole roommate. The, the, the hologram of his asshole roommate. And the descendant of the cat that he had smuggled aboard. Somehow, somehow they gave cat. birth. And then they kept uh, going Burning. on and on and on. And became humanoid. And so there's a humanoid cat named Cat. And they they eventually pick up uh, a mech named Crichton. And so every series is basically the stupid shit that they get up into in outer space. And it's very, very BBC, but it's very, it's funny to me. I enjoy it. But so as far as universe building goes, it's a small one, but I really enjoy it. But uh, well, I mean, basically what I'd like to think that we can pull from this entire conversation as far as. Uh, cinematic universes go is there's a lot that can be informed by listening to the fans we, I mean, it was a minor conversation we talked about Song the Hedgehog the positive changes that movie has made already even pre-release mm -hmm. due to the outcry and the vocal opposition of their fans now that's them giving into it which may lead to a more widely well received movie whereas things like DC's not listening to fucking anybody no. and maybe they need to they need to Maybe Marvel needs to fucking start listening to people too and do things like bring back Charlie Cox, bring back uh, John Bernathal, bring back Kristen Ritter, bring back Mike Calder, do the whole Netflix series inside of the MCU as a whole. That would, I think, bring very, very positive praise. 
there's things that I think that each of these franchises can learn, Star Wars included. They need to start gauging their audiences. Yeah. And more than that, engaging their audiences. Finding out what's really going to twist somebody's nipple about something and maybe back the fuck off of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they know, that's like, oh, they knew Solo coming out the gate was not going to be for everybody. They knew they were going to hit a lot of, of fan apprehension. Maybe if they had listened, they wouldn't have got as much hate on that. Maybe with The Last Jedi, they wouldn't have got as much hate if they had listened to it. And oh, but they, they did listen to it. They just literally told the fans to fuck off. Yeah, basically. Well, that's yeah. the thing. That's what I think is the lesson that we can learn from things like the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Things like... Like, uh, accept... The, listen the, to what your fans are saying. They're the ones who are going to be putting forth the money. Putting forth the money, yeah. And once you have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people commenting on something, that should tell you, you know? And yeah. people were so salty about Last Jedi. That's why part of the reason they didn't go see Han Solo. By people, you mean you? No. And the millions of other people. Me too. And the millions of other people that also. Because I saw Han Solo in the theater. I don't walk out of a movie that often. And to ever think the day would come where I would walk out of a Star Wars movie, never thought it would happen, but it happened. I've only you walked, walked out of Solo? Out of yeah. Wow. Well, part. How far? I walked out after the point I woke up after I'd fallen asleep, which was about 35 <laughs> minutes into the movie. Well, you fell asleep, too? It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> even that something happened. I'm like, this displeases me. He passed out, wakes up. It's like, all right, I'm not yeah, engaged. And if I'm the out. movie sucks, I'm going to pass out, you know? I've only ever walked out of one movie, and it was Joel Schumacher's Batman and Robin. Oh, and I'll tell you the exact Batman scene is universe. when Batman. he fucking popped out the little bat skates out of his <laughs> Dude, little I fucking knew it was bat boots. Be the bat skates. Oh like that God, was it. So I'm like, dumb. no, fuck this. This is well. All right. <laughs> well, I want to thank you guys for sticking around with us again for another episode of the uh, Feel Your Fandom podcast. Thomas, thank you for coming back. Of course, thanks for having me, Patrick. Good no to problem. see you. Hope to see you on more of these. Oh yeah, Maria, a pleasure. Of course, Frankie, same. Likewise. Anything else you guys want to say before we call it quits? Uh, a universe is only a universe if you go to the other planets. Nobody wants to see the same fucking Florida over and over again. What are you referring to in that? Just Star Wars. Nobody. I mean, we've got three trilogies around the same thing, but as soon as you get Rogue One, that's a different story. It's kind of interesting. And same with Harry Potter. You get seven sto- seven movies that are the same story, but then you get two more that are something else. And now it's a universe instead of just one planet. So broaden it out. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Patrick, anything? No, nothing really, no. You guys good? Yeah, no. Yeah, I agreed with the, that statement. Let uh, branch out. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining us for the Feel Your Fandom podcast. Uh, I want to thank you for being here with us as we grow and expand and learn and tackle new technologies for recording. Uh, stick around. we got a couple of really great episodes on the horizon. And I just want to really say thank you for being here with us. And remember, everything is fandom and fandom is everything. Take care.